0: Hello and welcome to teacher needs a drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes. And we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about our jobs without having to worry about losing them. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast hence the Elvis. I like to start by taking a big thank you to all of our Patreon patrons out there. That's right, for as little as 5 to $10 a month, you can become a Patreon of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Just go to Patreon and sign up. It is amazing. You will get access to over 93 bonus exclusive episodes that are only available through the Patreon, and some of them are up to two hours long. They are really incredible. And also, you get access to our watch parties, our Facebook group, and then you get to have your name read. So here we go. A big thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our newest Miss Wonder Stats, Quentin P, Ecabex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kelsey, Nicole B, Shannon E, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Maggie M, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F, James Nally J, Jodie D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jin Jeannie a <laughs> Exhausted Band Director Kimberly K Kim K Jessica A F Owners Amanda F Ariana L Physics Runner Steph Science Teach 17 Michael M William P Aldrich T La Scorpionita Britt M Noel R Teresa H Biker Teach Marcia M Christina B Kristen B Jason F Amber H Abby B Sarah B Regina N Josie S Sam B Lucy P Mary E Jamie B Red Violin Kristen W Vanessa J Mary C. RJR, Kristen C., Johanna H., My Sweetheart, Space Pandees, Irma A., Nimi, and Sarah N. Big thank you to all of our friends who join us on the Patreon. I'd also like to drag your attention over to our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or you know one in the building, go to ludlambdramatics.com. They are the only place in the United States where you can get official Educator specific theater posters for your classroom that cover a whole line of theater concepts. Everything from parts of stage, how to put on stage makeup, how not to be a dick in the audience. It's all up to you. So go to LUDLambDramatics.com because they're awesome. Alright, my friends, we're back from Labor Day. I just had an amazing weekend in Chicago with space panties. It was beautiful. I'm back home with my kids now. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling the school. However, it was a good school day. So I hope you guys like this episode. I'm going to turn it in, and I'm going to turn in, because I am a tired, tired Mr. Elvis. All right, my friends. Love you. Kisses. Enjoy. I mean, I'm game for whatever. All right. Well, here we go. All right, friends. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and joining me today is Miss... Parkles hey y'all also with us is the birthday girl Miss Lucille Lane hey.
1: Whee, birthday.
0: <laughs> and also joining us today young Miss Bo Peep
1: hey there
2: happy birthday Lucy Lane thanks mm. I'm old as hell
0: yes yeah, she is she got them soup recipes <laughs> last up is Mr. Count Chocolate counting in all joy what's up y'all hi I'm so glad you guys are here. Well, this it, Labor day happened. It passed. It was here. It's gone now. and we're back with a four day week. And we talked last week with our host about like how much are you blowing off this four day week? Are you doing that thing where like you have a lesson that you're not teaching on Friday or you're not teaching on Monday, so you're gonna string it out to like your B schedule or your B block and just get an extra day of no planning, even though it kind of throws off your vibe and I feel like everyone's really just living it. I used to ask if people did that, but I think it's just understood that everyone's doing that now. That's just what you do. But now I'm curious about like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm curious about, man. I, I, I just don't. I don't want to be teaching right now. I just want money trucks to back up to my house, dump the money, and the very discreetly and quietly leave. I don't think it's a lot to la- ask. I mean, they do it for Robert Downey Jr. anytime they're making a Marvel movie. I figure they could do that for me. Just back that money truck up. Back it up. But I feel we're just going to get started. We're going to dive in because that's what we're doing.
3: All right. This is coming to you hot and ready from the Reddits. Uh, from user Ann Carter21 Parents ask to house teachers. Hi, guys. But Milpitas Unified School District, apologies if I said that real wrong, uh, in California's Bay Area, is now calling parents asking if they have a room that teachers can rent at a low cost. How disgusting and humiliating that teachers are being put down to this level. Imagine having to live with a student. No, thank you. If they, Even if they didn't attend the same school that you teach at, the fear that they would gossip if you dared to have a life would be so real. Dates, drinking, just relaxing in sweats could ruin your career because that professional image we strive to maintain is ruined. I can only imagine that eventually HR is going to have some massive problem thrown at them about a teacher's life getting too blended with work. Oh, and this district is building a multi-million-dollar research slash STEAM center that will also house part of the district office. Great, love it, but give the teachers a fucking livable wage first.
0: The end. <laughs> yeah, that's some <laughs> bullshit right there. Because number one, San Francisco is one of the most high-cost of living areas in the U.S. One of the yes. most, not the. And they want teachers there, but they're not willing to pay them so that they can actually live there. What do they want them to do, live in there? Well, they want them to rent, like, a room and be, like, a boarder in some horrible house, and that's some bullshit. If you can afford a multimillion-dollar building, maybe just, you know, split that among the teachers so they can eat. But you got to pay your teachers, Lucille. What do you think about this? How horrible?
2: Oh, I think it's bullshit. I mean, there's a teacher shortage, right?
0: Yeah, there's a teacher shortage, but it's not that there's a shortage. It's that there's a payment problem because they just don't want to fucking show up. So the money. So what I'm saying
2: is there's a shortage for a reason. Yep. I mean, they, this is something well, I left. I left teaching. I'm still working in an education, but I left the classroom because of this bullshit. If you can't house yourself, what's the point, right? I'm, I'm, you you got to love what you do. <laughs> and you got to do what you love but if that means if if it's if, if you love teaching that much to be like yeah I'm definitely want to live with this family and uh, not have a life and your the life that you do have that you 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 might be able to get away with will absolutely 100% be judged
0: I just I don't want that. If I am gonna live in like say San Francisco was my dream area and I wanted to live there, they Not damn well better pay me to live there. I right. mean I mean I don't expect them to put me up in some million dollar house, but you know what? If that's all that's available, maybe you just gotta pay your teachers more or you know, the kids gotta be bussing. Count, what do you think about all this?
4: You know what this I mean? I feel like this is something that I've heard before. It's nothing new, but seriously, um, living with a family or a kid—that sounds like something that happens in like seventh grade summer student council camp. Like you all meet in this remote location and families house you for, say, I don't know, a three-day or four-day weekend, and you learn how to be a leader. This is not for adults. There is the, what a what a demeaning type of a feeling to have to like live with the family of a student because, one, there's no cost-effective living um, remedy there. Like, that is absurd. And, yes, it is extremely expensive to live in the Bay Area. But you're going to need teachers, so guess what? You either better provide affordable housing, and I'm not talking about shacking up with some kid in their family. I mean you provide affordable housing or – you start paying an extra $20,000 to your teachers because they need to be able to live and eat and breathe and survive.
0: And yeah, there's there's no reason you should expect them to commute two hours each way just because you don't want to pay.
3: Oh, that's what was happening where my little sister went to school. So she was um, – my dad lived in Colorado at the time, and she went to school in a county that had some of the lowest teacher pay in the United States. I think it was like $36,000. Um, And there was no way her teachers were living close to campus. It was absolutely unaffordable because I looked at, I was, my dad kept saying, come move here, come teach here. And I looked into it and I was like, cool, but I'm not going to live with you. Like I'd have to have my own place. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't afford a $30,000 pay cut to live in a more expensive state and pay that much money for rent. And if this district can afford to spend millions of dollars on an academic building, they could build housing that teachers could rent from the
2: district. I still don't even think that that's even correct. I just think. No, true. You know what I mean? Like, why are I'm listening to and we're all having valid points, but you want to talk about. Uh, like a different area that's just going to have teacher shortages. That's just what it's going to be. And if, if we're, we as a society thinks that it's not okay to pay them what they want or need, let's just say need because it's a need, it's just they're, they're just not going to have teachers. And that's just the way it's going to be. And then taxes will have to go up or what the fuck ever. But why can't an educator have a home, own a home is what I mean by that, not rent. Like, what if they want to own? What if they want to go to pick and choose whatever grocery store they want to go to or have a family and be able to pay for it? What if it's a single mother? What if it's a single father? Why can't they afford that? It is such bullshit that we're limited to where we can go to live the lives we want.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And like Count said, it's also a problem of housing not being affordable. So it's just these two problems that are running into each other and compounding. Um, I was really interested in this topic because I actually did this for nine months. Like my job out of college was for a touring children's program. And we went to a different location every week. And often staying with parents is how we got housed. And in our training, there were A lot of rules that were discussed with this, and they even discussed the whole like not having that personal time thing. And they had this rule where you said uh don't assume, and even if offered, ask. So, like if they're like, Hey, would you like some of this extra lasagna? Then you still have to ask for the lasagna, but you, you couldn't ever ask something like, Hey, can I use your laundry? Or, Hey, I'm don't really feel like, um, interacting with people today because sometimes they'd so sweetly offer to take you out to dinner or hang out and do something. And you just couldn't really say no. Cause you were making the company look bad. And, uh, it was, it was great for nine months, but to have that be your life, I just, I couldn't imagine.
0: That sounds hellacious. I would have just so much anxiety about pissing someone off. But I also imagine being a teacher, That like, there goes your dating. There goes your social life because – you were living with a kid or a family, but I feel this is another thing. We're trying to pass the buck on to parents instead of actually dealing with it. Like, Hey, you need extra supplies. We'll reach out to the parents. And we'll make sure they give you tissues and pencils. And pe- why can't the school and state provide those? I don't see why. And like Miss Sparkles talked about maybe state housing, but I'd honestly be worried about the way some of these states are going, about them spying on me and, like, watching me in the room or, like, tapping into my Wi-Fi. I'm not a paranoid person, but, man, those Southern Republicans are doing some interesting things to teachers and everybody down here, so... Maybe I'm paranoid, but this feels just like another passing the buck. It's something the parents have to take on. It's almost like where Walmart's like, hey, we're not going to give you enough hours for you to be full time. So in your training, here's how you sign up for welfare because you're going to need it. And I think it's almost like a little bit away before some of these districts like, you know what? Here's how you apply for school. Di- or here's how you apply for food stamps. Just go ahead and dive in.
3: Haha, Joke's on us. We all make too much for food stamps and welfare. By design. Uh huh. Exactly. Because then society would have to face the facts that teachers don't get paid enough. And I'm like Lucille. I have bounced from the classroom. I'm still at a school, at a campus. I still see children every day. But I do not teach young people anymore. And I have to tell you that as soon as I can get a position fully out, I'm I'm fully out because... The idea that I am working full time but could not afford to rent a one-bedroom apartment in the neighborhood that I teach in—it's it, it, like Lucille said—it's so demeaning. Like, uh, wh- how how are how is society going to continue on this path? We can't. We just can't as a society and i just i don't know where the answers are i know some rural districts have done like what i mentioned which is they build housing for their teachers but that's because there's no there's like no housing you know they're like hey there's actually nowhere to live out here so we had to build something um but in a major metropolitan area like yeah y'all have a good point like in a major metropolitan area teachers should be able to
0: find affordable housing yeah it it sucks all over but Instead, they're doing everything but, you know, paying teachers more. Like, they're letting just about anyone be a teacher. They're lowering the bar. They're making it so much easier. Hey, you, you were in the Army. You'll be a great teacher. Hey, you went to high school. You can be a teacher. But what I'm seeing when I'm looking through all my teacher forums right now are all these new teachers who just signed up, and they were very excited about this new opportunity since they lowered the standards. But these people aren't trained, and they're washing out within the first two weeks of school.
2: You realize that this s- is like a terrible cycle. Like oh, no, let's, it's let's just lower standards, get let's not pay people. So, so people do not want to go into this profession That would be absolutely fantastic for it, which makes people outside of the education atmosphere look in and go, uh, you know, they're not really worth it. So when is education actually going to be a priority?
0: I agree. It's like you it's get what you subject. pay for
2: kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and look, I was a fantastic teacher. I'm going to toot my own horn. I was so good. I, I mean, teaching special ed, especially because I knew all the laws and I got people out of trouble. And I was always the one holding meetings. The problem is they couldn't keep me. Because as soon as something came where I could work at home and I'm putting tutors in schools because schools need so many tutors because kids are not – they're not making the grade. Literally, (laughs) they're not making the grade. And uh, this is where we're at. You have to supplement your teachers with tutors, which is fine because that's my job. But like, this is where we're at.
0: It is, and it sucks. And at some point, it's going to collapse. And right now, I feel like in Arizona, it is starting to collapse because where they said, hey, if you're a college student and you've got a high school degree, you can come come teach high school. Even if you haven't ever, Mm -hmm. you know done college classes but these people are washing out because they don't have the training they don't understand and all of a sudden they're used to you know money kind of matching the job but they're getting paid less but expect like oh here's 35 kids you all got to manage here's uh, all of their sped stuff here's all their ieps oh and make sure they learn all this before friday yeah, mm, that's not going to last. That yeah, is that's
2: not going to last. Arizona is one of the big states uh, my company is looking for, looking into because of the need for tutors. <laughs> yeah. It's something else.
4: I agree. It's it's a vicious cycle, and there's no, no end to it in sight. Like, I don't see an end to this. And that's the most frustrating part.
1: Yeah, I agree. That
4: you're either going to burn out all the teachers that are interested in the career field and or you're gonna, or or like there won't be enough to teach like or you just, you will really have to pay your teachers, pay your educators, period
0: (laughs) That's what it comes down to because a lot we'll put up with a lot more if you know you fund us and give us enough teachers so it's not 40 in a classroom doing the job of three people because you ran off the other two and you don't want to pay but it sounds like right now the districts that are coughing up the money are the ones who aren't having as much of an issue, and those are just lowering their standards. Um, they're just having huge staff turnaround already. One week into school, they're losing teachers saying, "I'm not coming back tomorrow." Screw you! And God forbid if you're a para in one of these places, so you're making para pay and getting treated to do seven different jobs that you weren't even like that aren't even in your job description. <sighs>
3: God bless paras, by the way. Every If you are a para and you're listening to this, God bless you. You deserve the world, literally. You deserve a shopping spree at Mm -hmm. Tiffany's and Target and all the queso you can eat. Only the best because, God, teaching sucks, but being a para is so hard.
1: So this is from the Reddit's. How do you recover from a shitty day? How do you recover from a shitty day? I showed my juniors a documentary and they would not shut up. This is the first time I am disappointed in them. My last class of predominantly girls did great. Shocker. Sometimes I forget that I need to control them better, but that's only when I am extremely exhausted. Today was that day. I am sad.
0: Man, it's real, and sometimes it's like the snake eating its tail where you're tired because the class was shitty, and so you don't like enforce the rules as hard for the next class, and they start getting shitty, and it just kind of snowballs downhill. But it's a thing, and it happens. And I don't know why, kids. It's two things. You can't get them to talk when you want them to talk, or they just can't shut the fuck up when you need them to. It's like, no, j- just listen. All you have to do is watch this movie. All you have to do is shut up and look at the screen. And you can't do it. You look at screens all day long. Look at this big screen. Nope, they just won't. But, man, shitty days, you have to recharge. We've talked before about this, how it's important for your mental health. One of the things we talked about doing is just to take a few minutes in the car before you go inside so you can separate, you know, the work you from the home you. And sometimes that involves going and finding your third place. If you guys don't know the concept of third place, it's the concept where you have three places in your life. You have your home, you have your work, and you have a third place you go and you socialize, you recharge your batteries. For some people, it's a bar. For some people, it's the gym. For some people, it's like a bowling alley. Some people, it's intramural sports. As some people, it's just dating. It can be just about anything. But Finding that third place can make you happy. I have recently just fallen in love with restorative yoga, and my favorite thing every other day when I can is I'll just have a drink or I'll get a little stone, and I'll go in there, and I'll lay in the dark and do all these stretches and unwind, and it's the most beautiful thing ever. I highly recommend everyone try restorative yoga. It's not like crazy poses. It's you laying there and letting gravity just stretch you out. It is beautiful. But what about you guys? Lucille, how do you bounce back from them shitty days?
2: I'm not tied down to anything, (laughs) like, ever. Um, I dance. I do a lot of that. Sometimes it's a bar. Sometimes I'll just go for a walk. I'll take my dog for a walk. Or sometimes it's, like, a mental place. I'll get lost in a movie. Or, I don't know, just sit in my backyard and shut the fuck up. You know, just listen to things that happen in the neighborhood. Like, I just... It's whatever happens that day. And if all else fails, I cook. I love to cook. A third place. And I really don't have a go-to third place. But I think it's just like I listen to myself. What do I need? Do I need to move? Do I need to just sit and stare at walls? Whatever it is. Um, I just let myself do that.
0: I think that's important because it doesn't – one shoe does not fit every, every – one shoe doesn't fit. One solution doesn't fit everything. And Lucille, you and I have talked before about sometimes at the end of a school day, you're out of words. So like socializing, you don't want to talk. You don't want to use that energy anymore. You want to relax or stare or have a drink or eat or sometimes just not even talking to my friends but being around them will recharge me and make me feel better but – I'm curious about the rest of you, Miss Bo Peep, the youngest, our, our little millennial, our Gen Zer. What do you do after a shitty day? How do you deal with it?
1: That is a really good question too. And in a way I even started therapy just to figure that out, uh, just to like figure out the whole teaching work life balance. But I think the ultimate thing is that I'm really lucky to have a great support system. I'm really close with my mom and my sister and I'm living with my boyfriend now and he's an amazing listener. He's actually in Counseling himself too. So and you can really tell because he will is the best person to rant to and I've got amazing friends Including one friend that started teaching at the exact same time as me. So we've kind of Shared the same journey in a lot of ways the same ups and downs Um, So I'd say I really I really lean on them for that support.
0: I'm glad you have that. That's great. Miss Sparkles, what about you? What's your, how do you deal with the shitty day? I feel like Queso might be involved. Uh,
3: not as much as you think. So now that I am out of the classroom, I made a promise to myself that I was going to do all of the things that I felt like I never had time to do when I was teaching. So I've started learning how to sew, and... Um, Bought a sewing machine. I made a pet bed for our, the dog, for mine and Mr. Sparkle's dog. Um, And then I've also been getting really involved in local theater because that was something that I really missed was working with grownups on theater things and getting to work on kind of cool, weird, subversive art. And... Um, I've been doing a lot of that and getting in, I'm on the board of a theater now and, you know, getting involved with my favorite theater, um, local theater here where I live. And I, it just makes me really happy. Like those are my third place. And then of course, always spending time with Mr. Sparkles. Those things have brought me so much joy and peace and happiness.
0: That's great. I'm glad. <laughs> and count. What about you, man? What's going on? What's your, how do you deal with the shitty days?
4: Um, oh my gosh! I've there's there's got to be some kind of a physical release. Um, the gym is such a helpful place to be. Um, the stretching, the yoga, like you said, I haven't done the restorative yoga, but there's been some stretching and just intentional breathing. Um, I had a student come in my office today who was so worked up. And I mean, visibly shaking, angry, like eyes watering, just mad. And I was like, all right, so we need to release some of this energy. And she's, and she was like, how are we going to do this? I was like, well, we're not going to sit in here because you're either about to lift up and flip my desk or you're going to throw something at me. So we just had to get out and move for a little bit. Um, I can have the same kind of conversation while we're moving. And I've found that... Um, some kind of physical exhaustion um, and you can fill in whatever blanks you want with that is great to release a lot of the stress and the frustration of a bad day and it kind of gives you enough to get up the next day and say all right <laughs> we'll give it a world today and we'll might not be a perfect day but we'll hopefully try to improve on how yesterday went booyah
0: trying to get back in the gym and there was a period where i was a gym rat where i was spending like three and a half hours there every night i was just living and stretching and like using all of its amenities and then i stopped and then like pandemic and i was like okay i'm gonna start getting back into it and i had my gym membership for like a super expensive country club globo gym and my son was using it a lot but i wasn't but then space camp panties came to visit she's like i gotta go to a yoga class can i use your gym i was like oh yeah i've got guest passes go on in there and she's like, well, you should go to a class with me. And so I did. I went to a class with Space Panties, and it changed me around. And so I've been doing it all the time now. So I, I'm hooked on it. It's it's become my happy place, and it keeps my mind chill. I recommend it to everyone. But go find your third place, people. Hey, guys. Guess what? What, what? is what? it? God, Wait. you're so demanding. Tell me. <laughs> We have a Patreon! <gasps> oh, yeah. Since when? What? Yep, that's right. We have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you can sign up and become a patron of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. If you do that, you get access to over 95 different exclusive episodes that are only available. There's lost episodes, interviews with the host. We have watch parties. There's an amazing Facebook group with lots of other like-minded teachers, and it's a wonderful resource. So you need to sign up for Teacher Needs a Drink Patreon and do it now. Woohoo! Yay! Right now. Yay! 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 It, okay, it, and he do said it. do it now,
3: and he's really demanding, so just do it.
4: Just do it. Just do, just it. do it. Yeah, we should. Do it. do it.
0: My friends, would you rather start a one year sentence in solitary confinement tomorrow or only be able to orgasm when you're alone for the rest of your life?
2: Oh, that sounds like my life already. I'll choose number two. Oh, no.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. Womp womp. But he sent you flowers. They look beautiful. I assume that
2: oh no, that wasn't him at all. That was um that was my attorney thanking me f- for spending ten thousand dollars on, <laughs> getting on marriage. Uh-huh. thanks for spending ten thousand dollars here. Yeah,
0: flowers. That's not a cheap bouquet she's got there. That guy is spending some money, but okay. No, he's really good
2: to me, but like I was just joking, like I'm never gonna be in solitary confinement. For a freaking year? That's you know, that's like that that shit'll make you go insane. Yeah. So I'd rather I, I'd rather just orgasm by myself.
0: Yeah. Only be able to orgasm. Well, I guess if I'm in solitary confinement for a year, that's what I'm going to be doing anyway. Um,
2: <laughs> right? So you might as well not be in solitary confinement.
0: Ms. Bo Peep, what about you? Would you rather be in solitary confinement for a year or only be able to orgasm by yourself?
1: Yeah, I just feel like this is so uneven, um, especially, like, I I feel like most women, at least early in their lives, they, the latter was pretty much the norm. So yeah, definitely solitary confinement. In fact, I'd rather drink a pint of somebody's vomit than spend a year in solitary confinement because not only do you have that year, but you are going to be messed up for the rest of your life. No Mm -hmm. doubt.
0: Yeah. That, that messes with your head. Miss Sparkles. What about you?
3: I feel like option two, where you can only orgasm when you're alone is basically how most women live their early sexual experiences so I'm gonna have to go with number two because I've already lived that life
0: all right for a different opinion count
4: <laughs> <laughs> a different opinion yeah I, I I kept thinking about the mental anguish of a year in solitary confinement and what the following years would look like like 365 days great what if I had 10 more years afterwards like I don't think I'd be right in the head. So yeah. I'm gonna go with the solo money shots or whatever has to be done one on, by myself in private, and I'll just uh, I'll make the most of it.
1: Yeah, imagine having to explain that to a partner,
4: like, <laughs> like
1: why why you can't uh, finish,
4: yeah. Like, yeah. because
1: otherwise you just have to spend a year in solitary confinement. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: it was either this or jail.
1: Is it like a year for a year? type
2: of situation.
0: No, the other one just I think is for the rest of your life. But I mm-hmm. mean solitary confinement gonna fuck with your head for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, it is. That's so. the only
2: reason why I would choose that. Like like it would be yeah, that would that would really mess you up.
0: Yeah. I'm People with who you are there. in there
2: for thirty days, like in jail for trying to murder another inmate or what the fuck ever, is they they come out and just are suicidal. So
0: No, yeah, they they lose Touch with reality Mm because it doesn't exist for them anymore. It's shitty, scary, it's cruel and inhumane. So with that, here's to the solo treatment. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.
3: Cheers Cheers to masturbating. Yay.
0: That'll be Sparkles. All right, friends. (laughs) All right, friends. Thanks for choosing. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I think my hosts are with me today. Miss Bo Peep, I am so glad you're able to make it to us today. So happy to be here. And Miss Sparkles, it's been a minute. I'm glad you're here.
3: It's good to be back. Bye, y'all.
0: Yep, and we have the 27-year-old Miss Lucy Elaine, fresh from her birthday. Welcome back.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be back.
0: And last but not least, my friend,
4: Count Chocolate. Where there's chocolate, there's always a good time. Much appreciation for allowing me to grace you guys with my presence and voice. I'm glad you were here gracing us with your voice. (laughs) You're
0: (laughs) friends. Everyone out there, take care of yourselves. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Cheers and chicken Solo. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. If you have something you'd like to share with us here at the podcast, go to our website, teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com and click on the button that says leave a voicemail for the podcast and then we could possibly play your pod or your message on the air. All right, my friends, if you can sign up for Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to all kinds of exclusive episodes of teaching podcast. And last but not least help our sponsor Ludlam dramatics. Everyone out there, please take care of yourselves. We love you. Don't burn out too quickly. We're just getting started. All right. Love you guys. Cheers.